Hello and welcome to the Refocus Podcast, a platform that broadcasts the stories of everyday, regular people. Join us as we indulge in these conversations and answer one of the most underrated questions ever asked. What really matters? Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. We are back with a brand new mommy and we're super excited to dive right into this conversation. As the title implies, we are visiting the Young Mamas Club again. Um, Last week we had a mommy, um, Mabatho, on here and it was such an exciting conversation with um, I and my co-host. And today will be even more interesting. So yeah, we're just going to dive right in. I'll let you guys introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Blessing. And yeah, I'm glad to be on this episode. Hi, guys. My name is Uche. I am a mother. I'm 25 years old. I'll be turning 26 in eight days. <laughs> I'm a lawyer by profession, but I'm a businesswoman. I run a company called Notify Girl Limited. And yeah, so I'm happy to be here to talk about my journey as a mother, being pregnant and all, because I'm sure a lot of people who want to become mothers or who are mothers always have questions and it's a learning curve every day. So I'm here to learn. I'm here to share my experience. And thank you, Kuku, for doing this great thing, because I mean, that's why we're all here as human beings to learn from each other. So yeah doing wonderful and yeah thanks well, thank you thank you how old is your baby uh, my baby is a year and two months now okay so like I, so I can just roughly say say you got pregnant like around 24 24 yes it's I had him a few days to my 23 I had him in September I turned 25 in October so wow yeah uh-huh. almost the same the same you know, thing as yeah. mine. I was I was pregnant at twenty four, um, and put to bed like obviously before in February, and I you know twenty five by October, so it's fine. So how has it been for you? Like how has you know like the whole journey, you know, into be to being a mom? Has it been so before? Honestly, God has been faithful. I'm not going to lie. I've been fortunate. Um. Pregnancy was not so difficult. It was during the lockdown. Mm. So at first I was working. I remember always sneaking into my boss's office when he travels to lock up the door, sleep on the couch, like sleep. <laughs> then the lockdown started and everybody had to stay at home. And then I just could sleep, any sickness or any nausea. Um, but the things I used to love, I stopped loving them, like mangoes, goat's meat. Mm. I couldn't stand warm water or anything warm, tea, coffee. If I took that, I would want to throw up the whole day. Wow. But yeah, besides that, God was really faithful. And then the breathing in the last trimester, the not yeah. being able to sleep because it feels like the air is being sucked right out of you. That's a comfortable position. You can't sleep on your stomach. Besides, you can't sleep on one side for too long. Oh. Yes, yeah, seriously, like that. 
the last is a journey on its own like oh cool. god like, she's like, like five the, years i know she's like, like the, the first six months go so far but like yeah. the last three months always drag because it's like you can't do anything like practically all the things you could do up to your six months you do anything so like one of the questions i always ask moms like uchi what were your experiences like in terms of like being pregnant in terms of like motherhood did you have any expectation you know like before being uh, you did you know you were going to be a young mom let let's let, let us start from there so like if you think of the fact oh, I was going to get married early I was going to have children blah 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 what was it like I'm not gonna lie I was such a hard guy I, I always wanted to have my kids early, even from when I was 21. I always wanted to have my kids. No! God was faithful and he gave me such an amazing man as a husband and at the right time. You know how they say God's time is best. It's always the best. Yeah, yeah everything worked out. But then I also wanted to thank my mom because like she was so amazing. I, I cannot put into words how amazing she was. Like, I didn't have any pain that first week of breastfeeding. Because, really? like, from when I was seven months of pregnant, like, when I was seven months in, when I was pregnant, she would always tell me, take Vaseline, rub it on your nipples, clean the cracks out, you see it's coming out. Is that the um, truth? Beef, I'm telling you, like, I keep telling anybody I see now that's pregnant, just use Vaseline and a warm cloth. Just keep cleaning wow. your nipples. You see those black things coming off. Because once you can clean it off, the pain is... It's not like you didn't pain me the first time, but after that first day, I didn't need to like keep cleaning my... There was no cracks. Did you get yeah. That mm. was... got it out. She was like, don't scratch your stomach. She told me, don't eat salt. And because I used to always... I'm wakadupe. I like moving up and down and be distressed. Your leg will swell up. So she's like, if you don't want your legs to swell up, don't eat salt. Mm. And my husband was cooperative. So like for my second trimester to when I had my baby, we hardly ate any salt in the house. We were just eating. Uh, yeah. And was it actually possible not to scratch it? Tony, because like I know I held myself seriously. Because I, why, why I, I know, like I know a lot of people told me, oh, don't scratch your tummy, don't scratch your tummy. That's what gives you the stretch mark. And I really tried. I was like, but my first, you know, from the first to like my six months, I was like, oh no, I'm not doing that. And I didn't have the urge to do that. But then I noticed, like from my seventh month down to like my ninth month, like everything changed. I couldn't like. It would just come the urge to scratch. That's why I'm surprised, like, you know, that you could um not I don't know, you didn't do it. Did, do you have because I know I have stretch marks on my tummy? Do you have any? Fortunately, I don't have oh, I never had um I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, because my mom had I didn't have any stretch marks. The itching didn't come until I had actually put to bed. Cause to be honest. I was really looking forward to having a vaginal birth, mm. like the beauty of a vaginal birth and everything. I kept saying I would have supernatural delivery. I did everything. I did my kegels. Even when it was so hard, I used to take walks. And then I got to the hospital and after like 30 hours of labor, they're like, sis, you need CS. So I'm like, give me self, give me CS. I, I want to die. <laughs> But yeah, so I just learned that pregnancy for everybody is not the same. Like 
everybody's journey is just like every human being is different. That's the same way pregnancy is different. So my tummy now is clean and clear. Like the only scar there is my CS, which you won't even see because of the way they do it these days. But I didn't really have any itching or any stretch mark. And as soon as I put to bed, my tummy kind of just went back in. So on that struggle, I, I jumped it. I jumped that struggle. <laughs> okay. That's actually um, a very good point. Anyways, like, you know, like with the itching thing, obviously, like, I don't know. For me too, like, my tummy actually went back in, like, immediately I put to bed. Um, it, obviously, you just see this. But I was very lucky, according to the people, they're like, oh, you didn't scratch too much. That's why. So my stretch mark is not so much. Um, but coming to, like, the point of your 30 can hours. I say, can I say, it has yeah. nothing to do with scratching. I have a friend. She just put to bed. She used to be very slim and she never eats. She's all this skin guru. She likes to take care of herself. She was doing the shea butter thing and everything. She never scratched. So after she put to bed, yeah, she went back to shape or like they stretch marks on her tummy. You get. And like, it's not like there's no, there's really no just like in everything in life there's no formula you're not going to say oh if you don't some people it will work if you don't scratch even if it's itching them they won't have stretch but some people they won't scratch their stomach will expand and come back they'll still have stretch marks i think it depends on the type of your skin the kind of body you have like it's just your nature so i think women shouldn't even be worrying about those things to be honest because they, they, there's more battles. <laughs> there are more battles to fight than stretch marks on your tummy. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that's that's perfectly fine. That's exactly what I wanted to even say. Like people's bodies, genetics play a massive, massive, massive role because this det- determines how your skin reacts to the trauma of that stretching. It, it, it literally determines how your skin produces elastin or collagen or whatever, basically. So in, in, in fact, this is the first time I'm actually hearing these scratching shenanigans. I've never, ever, ever heard about it before. Um, my mom, and also I wanted to ask about this, but let me not jump the gun because this whole snapback thing, is it a young mama-like thing? Like if you have your babies at a young age, it's easier for you. Because I know my mom, for example, my mom had us when she was in her 30s, which is not late, but according to society, that is late. I don't think anybody plans well, here they have a completely different value system where I've seen people, and this, I don't even mean to be rude. I've seen people with their children and I really thought they were the grandma. Like they have their kids super, if they even have kids at all, super, super late. But this is different from my culture as a Nigerian or like as an African woman. So do you guys think the fact that you guys had your babies in your mid twenties affected how your bodies responded back and I was actually about to ask Blessing to respond. Um, yes and no. Um, to be honest, Kuku, I'm telling you, um, it's not about age. I, I know older women. I have an auntie. She's in her late 30s. She just had her last born after three kids. When you see her, if you see her outside, you've not even known that she has been married. 
that if she looks as you don't even know that she's somebody's mom like she's very 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 it's, it's, it's not about that and then another thing I wanted to say is that I might not have had stretch marks and all that because this is my first pregnancy you get so it's not back thing really it's just like some people are naturally big and sometimes when they get pregnant you'll be thinking oh how this person be when they are pregnant they're really this big and then they get pregnant then you can't even tell like they just look the same the tummy is growing but it doesn't even look that way there's enough space in the stomach for the baby to go and then they put to bed and they, their form never really changes and then some people like honestly i don't know if it has anything to do with age because i've even seen 18 year olds like you know the muslims marry really early and i've seen an 18 year old that got married and had a kid and it was really hard for her to get back to her shape maybe age yes maybe 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 because of the way the body digests and everything but I, on i can't say it's because we had our kids younger that snapback was easy but me i'm going to say that the reason why it was easy for me was because after i had my baby i refused to swallow anything if you don't eat this one i refuse vehemently for like a year like nah man i ain't doing that shit <laughs> if they bring soup i'll lick the soup i'll leave their swallow for them i'm not going to, i was not going down that road because i feel like i kind of understood my body and i wanted the fast to break down fast so i depended on liquids taking hot pop kunu some house kunu that i took that helps my breast milk production but i never swallowed any food because i, I had cs i couldn't start exercising soon so i just keep god i have to help myself if i don't help myself nobody will help me so i really i'm in fashion business i cannot afford to be looking anyhow even though last last motherhood you look anyhow but <laughs> yeah yeah that 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 that's what i would say to that oh, wow that's a completely different side right i also love the fact that you took responsibility and you said okay you know what i know how my body works and this is exactly what i'm going to do because this whole age thing now that's what stresses women out though well not you guys but us whenever born it's like if you don't born now it's bye bye to slay queendom like just forget about it. You're just going to lose yourself forever. So thanks for also letting me know that there's a whole, like, there's a whole lot of other factors. Age may, of course, because the moment we are born, we start to basically age, right? So as time goes on, your body is slower. It's not as fast, but from what Uchi has said, now you guys know that your lifestyle, the modifications you make in your lifestyle plays a very huge role. She said how she was, even during the pregnancy, how she cut down on certain things, even after the pregnancy. So yeah, I think that is very, very important for young moms or people who are thinking that their time is passing. Calm down, wait for the right time and yeah, do what you need to do for your body. I just remembered something. I was having a conversation actually today with someone because she came to my house and they were talking about how all this my biological clock is ticking. Oh my God, you're so lucky you've had a baby early. And I just want to say to anybody listening to this that in these times, I think it's more selfless to decide that you don't want to have kids 
than to actually go ahead and have kids. Because like having kids, having a child, nothing prepares. There's no kind of school. There's no kind of 150 advice anybody wants to give you that will prepare you for a whole new human being. Like a whole new person you are responsible for in character, in learning, in feeding, in growth, in thoughts, in religion, in safety, in accident, like Mm. there is nothing Mm. that will get you ready whether you are tired or not if this child wakes up by 5 in the morning you are awake if he goes to bed by 1 in the night whether you had a hectic day is not his business unless you have a nanny and you're lucky and you're very you know you're surrounded by family or like you have help then yes that's why I think that's why our African system is good but when it comes to that age thing and rushing to have kids, have your kids at 16, have your kids at 50. I think the last time I went to the hospital, I met a 52-year-old woman that was 13 weeks pregnant. And I was like, whoa, good afternoon. My sorry, I have to stop you. Is this your first child? She's like, yes. I'm like, yo, yo, this is some like, she's comfortable now. She can afford to be even lodged in the hospital for, 105 days like of her pregnancy because she can afford it like she's not like nothing is beating outside do you get like if she wants to stay at home now and be a nanny and she will have more to actually offer this child because she's more experienced this is my own opinion like this is my this is my own opinion mm. so yeah so there's no rush in this life it's one come one go like so just take your time don't be in hurry don't even be in a hurry like, if you want to party, live life, you're thinking, I want to make money, I want to enjoy myself a bit, please enjoy yourself a bit. Because when this child comes, anywhere you're going, is going with you, or is on your mind, it is your... Like, this one's not even like work that you can say, I'm, um, can I take a leave? Can I take a break for a week? There is no break, honey. Honey, there is no break. This child, this child is... Like, like if you step out now... <laughs> there's no break yeah I think like one one you know like I'm just still gonna go back to like you know what you guys talked about and um, the snap the snap back culture thingy you know, that a lot of people you know always think about to be very honest I know maybe I, I thought of it sometime I don't know but when I was experiencing you see that contraction <laughs> and after giving birth eh the last thing on my mind was even blessing snapback. Or was it when I came back and I started thinking of, oh my God, how am I going to help my, my life and myself and this baby? What can I do? Like, it was the least thing on my mind. So I sometimes when I see people, you know, like going about, oh, snapback, snapback, I'm like, uh-uh, is it that? I don't understand. Like, have people been thinking of it since the first month of pregnancy? Sorry. Or, since yes, yes, so. Yes, so. so. Can I interrupt? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people, and I think this is the next topic that I wanted to address. Spoiler alert for the podcast. I wanted to speak about body dysmorphia. People are really not comfortable in the bodies they have. And already pregnancy is a threat, right? Mm. It will stretch you. It will leave. Like, you know, I was here. It happens right and some for some people it's not just physical it's emotional it's mental 
So imagine somebody who has often struggled and people have body dysmorphia, people that they're, they're, they're overweight, they're underweight, they're skinny, they're fat, they name any kind of body type. You'll be shocked when people are vulnerable about how they feel and how they treat their bodies, especially women. I know somebody who has said, I can never put my mental health through that. So I can't have a baby. I am struggling alone as I am now. So for some women, that is the grounds to be childless. So this conversation is so deep. For me personally, I mean, there's been insecurities here and there, but I think for me, oh, I had bigger issues. For me, it was my, my acne that was keeping me at night, taking me to mountain to go and pray. But if my overall body, I really struggled. Of course, I was bullied. Of course, I, you know, these things happen. I was insecure. Okay, maybe if this is higher and this is thicker and this is thinner. But I will not lie to you. Sometimes I'm like, I imagine what I would be like if my body that I've grown up with and comfortable with was to change. And for some people, the change is almost, is so radical. It's like, you're not the same. Some people eventually get back to what they used to be and it's like no trace, no scratch. But for some people, if you're not going under the knife, almost is that belly that you're going to die with. Like it's going to be like that, you know? So yeah, for real, I think just speaking from, yeah, somebody else's perspective who, you know, I think it is a really big issue for women. Like, so this snapback thing, Mine was more because of vanity. Yes, at a point, I think when I was in uni, I got very fat. And I always came back to my auntie, my mom, my dad, everybody telling me, you know, you're, you know, you have a tendency to be fat. You were fat as a kid. You're so fat. Like, I couldn't meet anybody that, that did not, that, that would see me, that would not say, oh, fat. Oh my God, big. Like, it was like, when they see me, I didn't used to see myself like that in the UK. I just thought I was this pretty bombshell, badass, badass Nigerian babe that was just curvy. But when I came back to Nigeria, oh my God. Blessing your Igbo. My father would say, in our work, I'm like, look. So after that time, I went on a diet. I did everything. I lost weight. But in my mind, eh, I always still used to see myself as fat. Any little thing like I wake up and I feel like my chin is sagging or my I can see my tires at the back. I'm like, oh, like I always wanted validation from my husband when I was pregnant. Like, baby, I know I look ugly. Please just tell me I'm fine. Like, Very please. Funny. I just just tell me I'm fine. Like, please, I'm dying here. Like, my vanity is dying. Like, I know maybe because I didn't have other pressing issues. That's why I had the time to think about it. You can imagine that for the six months when I was sleep, when I used to sleep at night, I put a peg on my nose because I went to the hospital and the doctor said that the muscles in your nose would relax and swell up and open up. So no. when I'm going to bed, I actually put a peg on my nose wow. to hold the muscles down. Look, I don't know I'm done with this shit. I am not joking. My husband is a witness. I'm not joking. If, as in, I would I, I lie down to sleep in the night, I never forget. I forget that I wake up, shake my peg, open my jaw, I put my peg on my nose, and I go back to bed. I did not used to play with it. But my nose still swelled up. <laughs> so, like, yes, like, people care. I care about how I look. I care. 
because I know that looks, people judge you by looks. I've met some dumb people in some really great places just because they are pretty and you know, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not vain like that. I'm not somebody that, I'm not like, I, I don't like makeup. Makeup is not my thing. So this one that I have, this is my natural face and my hair and my body and my flat tummy. I don't have any ass. I'm already a P. Like, I cannot afford to have a big tummy. I'm so sorry. Then my husband is now young. I will not go out to team. He will not be referring to me as his mom. Ah, nah, man. <laughs> nah. <laughs> it was a big deal for me. It was a really big deal for me. So, yes, I was scared of it. And from day one, I was like, I can't wait to snap back. Like, that was, I can't wait to snap back really and anybody that wants to snap back just know that you have to put in that effort unless you're lucky you know that your genes no matter what you do you're going back to that white girl body if not no more as african women we are so prone to our bones have a mind of their own your bones can just expand like zoom overnight so you have to take real care real care of it if you want to blessing i'm sure your horse this one you're saying um you didn't care <laughs> i'm sure you're very hot man <laughs> no, uh, no it's not even to be honest yeah it, it wasn't even about that and like from you know like from what you've said and from what Coco has said yeah i know that a lot of people have had like people project a lot you know like negative things on them and it has just taken, you know, their strength or basically they are like, you know, how much they know God and how much they've tried to like build the self-control that comes from the Holy Spirit, not to like say things, <laughs> or, you know, to people. Because for me, I never came from that kind of environment. I don't think like, obviously, like my mom, for if I look at my mom's pictures, like when she was younger, um, you know, and single, and when she eventually gave birth to like what you're, you, you would definitely see the difference. There's a difference, obviously. Um, I, I see my aunties, I see people that have given birth. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it wasn't too bad. You know, I don't know whatever the standard is, you know, from society. But and for, you know, like you said, like a lot of people came up to you and they're like, oh, if you give birth, you increase. If you give birth, this will happen. I never had people closest to me or really like even friends family family friends blah 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 I never had anyone actually say that to me at any point in time when I was you know growing up or when I eventually became pregnant maybe if I did have someone say that to me maybe while I was pregnant I would have been really conscious like very as much you know conscious as like any other person would be because obviously but for me for me, it was just basically like at every point while I was pregnant, I was like, oh my God, like, I just want to know what I'm doing. I just want to know if like, you know, when this baby actually comes, am I ready? Like that was just, for me, that was my major concern. And I think like, you know, like, like you said, obviously everybody has things that are more important to them. For me, that, for me, my own importance was like, oh, I'm leaving Nigeria. Like I left Nigeria when I was like six months pregnant. So like I had a lot of things in my head that I was thinking of. I was thinking of, oh my God, when I go to the UK, I'm not going to have any help. Hey God, will I be able to survive? Because, you know, my husband's going to be going to school. So already, because for like the first six months, I was working in First Bank. And we all know how working in bank is. Like it was crazy, 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 crazy. So 
when I got to that, to be honest, Kuku and Uchi, like, I, I'm not even going to lie. I didn't even have snapback, you know, or whatever in my head. My own, my own, you know, like a lot of people, because a lot of people always ask me, ah, blessing, you didn't even increase or you even increased more, like that kind of thing. Like, you still look good. And were you on any diet or blah, blah, blah? I wasn't. Do you understand? It was just natural for me because because of how I grew up and because of the fact that I was working in a bank, I was I never used to eat breakfast, you know. So I built that my body built that stamina not to eat, you know, so much or even eat at all, like till a certain time. So even while I was pregnant, even it took a lot. Like I wasn't, you know, when people would be so hungry early in the morning, I wasn't like that. Um, I would eat like obviously I would wake up in the morning still dress up go to work you know do all the holy goswahala get into work and even when I needed to eat maybe like 10 11 and I'll eat my normal you know normal food no stress the same way I used to eat and everything the only thing I know that one of my mom's auntie mentioned to me she was like blessing um obviously just be very careful appetite it's when you when you're pregnant you, you get you you know you become so so you know so more hungrier than you would normally be so that she knows that one thing that usually like traps moms is taking a lot of tea and as a with milo when they're pregnant so what i did at that point was to totally eradicate anything concerning milo switch to lipton so that is what i have been like even up till now i don't drink milo you know I don't know if it helped, <laughs> to be honest. You know, sometimes when these women, when they mention these things, you'll be like, okay, I don't know if it helped in any way, but I didn't drink Milo at all, all the while I was pregnant. I just switched to Lipton. That was all I was taking. And I had this nurse, the first time when I went to do my test, when I found that I was pregnant, the first thing she told me, she was like, ah, my dear, let me give you a secret on how to like curb your appetite when you're, you know, obviously because over the coming months your appetite is going to change she told me go and buy these yellow crackers i don't know if you guys know the you know those yellow cream crackers wrapper biscuits in nigeria she was like i should buy plenty that that biscuit is not fattening there's no sugar nothing because in this you know while pregnant you'll be craving for a lot of sweet things you know and i was like okay yeah so i bought that so i always I, I always used to buy that every weekend. I'll buy so much. I'll take it into the office. So anytime I feel so hungry, you know, I'm, I feel like maybe I've eaten and I'm still like, oh my God, I still want to eat. I'll just take that biscuit. Just one biscuit. Eating just one of it would help me stay, you know, without wanting to eat anything. And I just take that with, you know, with water or just with any drink that was nice. What was like sex slash intimacy like? after the baby i was not interested hey jesus after 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 giving birth i wasn't interested i I was like oh my god like don't even come to me with that (laughs) just just chill you know because i actually you know I, i don't know how a lot of other people felt but for me like after i put to bed i felt like something had invaded my privacy like that for me that was like I felt like that was like the highest you know form of invasion of privacy like something actually coming out of my body like I did not feel the same way I know like for months I could still think and I could still 
imagine like you know when I did the final push and it was like you know how you've been trying to hold pool for a long time and you finally get it out that feeling that was the way I felt and when baby came out like I felt so empty like you could touch my tummy like it was as if I hadn't eaten for days like that was how empty I felt in like I sat for me even to touch in like in myself I felt like oh my god I have nothing in me anymore so it was proper invasion of privacy so I kept pushing back like and aside from even that like I had like third degree you know um second degree tear obviously it wasn't too bad but it was quite bad and obviously I had to like be stitched back so which is actually normal for everybody and obviously you cannot like have sex for at least for at least for the first month um obviously partners need to understand that but you know men they would not want to understand <laughs> so you have to just keep pushing but aside from like the physical part of the whole thing for me it was more like really like mental and emotional I had to get myself you know I had to get to the point where I got myself ready to actually try to get back to doing that while pregnant it wasn't really bad because obviously I didn't have any side effects like you know where people are like oh I threw up oh I didn't like eating this or I don't want to eat I didn't I didn't have any of that the only thing I know I had was I, I was spitting you know from when I found out I was pregnant till when I finally gave birth, I was constantly spitting that was just my own thing so I always had gum so nothing for me really changed in terms of sex like while I was pregnant like I was you know aside from the normal um you know the yeast infection and all those kind of infections and things that happens to like pregnant women when it came to sex like when I was pregnant it was still very good but after pregnancy it was a an actual struggle like for months I did not feel like having sex um yeah that was it for me <laughs> that was it for me and I, I remember like I can count how many times like I actually you know I actually strained you know my relationship with my husband and a lot of things because I did not feel like I didn't want to do it. And I think like, and I, you know, like I wish like a lot of men would actually understand this. Like at that point, it's not like, oh, we don't love you guys as much or we don't find you guys attractive. It's just like, there's a lot of other things going on in our heads, our hearts and our minds that obviously like we cannot bring ourselves to that point where it's like, okay, let's just, let's just snap our fingers and get back to how we used to be. No, a lot of things has changed. It would never be the same again. You know, there will be other ways to try to re-strategize, but yeah, it will not be um, as it was. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and dodge this question because like, I'm still not ready to have this conversation. <laughs> so on the question of my sex or however sex was with pregnancy, I'm not ready to talk about this. Is it because of his death? <laughs> Maybe partly and just because I, I haven't actually ever really analyzed it or sat down to like think about it really. I think maybe I actually want to think about it and actually reason it and be like, oh. Mm-hmm. oh that's, that's perfectly fine. So in to conclude, right, if there's any other thing, like maybe when we're preparing or when I reached out to you, if there's anything you specifically wanted to share, you can share that now. If there is nothing in particular you wanted to share, then in conclusion, what can you say to um, to our audience? Basically, I mean, there's moms listening, there's people who want children, and 
maybe are struggling to have children. There are people who are not planning to have children now, but probably in the near future are planning to. Um, so yeah, what what do you have to say about your motherhood pregnancy slash motherhood experience? So yeah. I just want to share that there's one thing that everybody always talks about, that everybody never talks about actually, that is very, very, very crazy with pregnancy and childbirth and it's quitting breastfeeding. Everybody talks about starting breastfeeding, how it's painful, how is this, but nobody ever talks about quitting because quitting breastfeeding, maybe people, some everybody takes it for granted. I don't know, maybe mothers don't, I mean, they don't, and our mothers were a different species of people, but for me, that this was one of the hardest things, the pain, the enlarged mammary glands, that's hard like yam tubas, the headache, the craziness of it, that your breast is just full, paining you, like really paining you, and there's nothing you can do about it because you need to win the child and you also need your freedom. Because if you keep breastfeeding, your breast will keep running. So, or if you try to pump it, then it means your breast is not going to stop producing milk. So just have to wait for the milk to dry up and everything. So, I mean, that's one thing that, that shook me that I didn't see coming. I didn't even think about it. But yeah, conclusion. It's beautiful watching a child grow and everything. But take your time. There's no rush. I don't do it with a douchebag unless you want to actually be a single parent. Just be patient enough to do it with someone that will be committed enough to provide that second parent thing for your child. Whether it's just a partner or someone you get married to, but let's let give your child a chance with a good partner. And yeah, take your time. There's no perfect parents. There's no perfect way of doing it. Nobody can love your child more than you. You know why you're taking decisions for your child. Don't let anybody put any, any pressure on you. Go to church like this. Pray. Just take your time. Breathe. You're a human being. Love yourself. After you put to bed, remember those things you love about yourself. Try and do them. Listen to music. Because the baby blues. Ah, oh God. Nobody talks about the mental strain after you put to bed, actually. Nobody, as in, there's so many things that people lead to chance that you experience on your own, but just be prepared. Tell yourself that whatever I see during this pregnancy, I'll face it, I'll be fine. Face it. I even met a lady that actually literally had a psychotic breakdown after we put to bed. I met her in the maternity ward at the hospital. And after the day we put to bed, we are going to give our children their own bitch, and this lady starts screaming and shouting. And she, She's going mad, crazy. And then the nurses come to Canada and then they explain to us that this is what they call postpartum blues. Literal madness. Like if you left her there, she would have pulled her face. So just take your time, one day at a time. Love yourself. Be kind to yourself. And I wish you all the best. If you decide not to have a child, don't let anybody tell you that it's a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. There's so many children in the world, so many. So yeah, I think that's my, that's how I'm going to close that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. It's an, it's an, it's a very interesting conversation. I, I want to have with women, you know, um, 
child free versus versus childless i guess it's it's something that yeah it's 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 happening i mean people are actually coming out to say listen i actually chose not to uh they've not changed their mind right so it's something that i think people should really look into because i think choosing to bring a child into this world is one of the most important things ever it is crucial you're bringing another human being in. We've got so many jacked up people simply because they were not raised right. They were not prepared well, you know. So this is this is definitely a conversation for another day. I was just going to just go back to, you know, the snapback thing. Um, I just want everybody to know, like, once you go on that journey, once you know that, okay, you're going to be, you've decided that you want to be a mom, and you're going to get pregnant, please just have it at the back of your mind that your body is going to change. <laughs> I think it, it should start with that realization first because um, why um, Uche would want to, you know, really like snap back would be different from why I would want to snap back. Like everyone has their reasons. Do not try to like project someone's own reason or, you know, try to look at Uche and put it as the basis of your own, you know, whatever. So just when you start, once you get pregnant, please, my ladies, just know there is, it's not possible. You cannot carry a baby and your stomach will be flat. Let us tell ourselves the truth and let us start from the foundation. Know that a lot of things will change. You may not know what will change because obviously it's still something you would see, you know, after you're, you've put to bed and stuff like that. But there are a lot of things you can actually do to help yourself, like, you know, actually curb your weight and all those kind of things but just know that your body is going to change and when you eventually give birth just give yourself grace give yourself time um like what Uche said there are other ways there are other things you can do that can help you in the long run it's not going to be like a snap of the finger and you go back to the way you used to be there will be some things you will have to change there will be some new things you have to adopt but then think of it in the long run. Don't think of it immediately like, oh, I want to show this person Pepe or I want to show them that I snapped back. To be honest, it's not necessary. The genuine people in your life will not actually be looking at if you back or not as fast as you think you should have. They would be looking at, they would be more grateful for you to be actually alive to take care of that child and to give them the best, you know, kind of, um, nutrition or kind of you know love the need at that point so don't be in a hurry give yourself grace learn about this new body and what this new body actually needs to be nurtured well so that is just my two cents as regards this and yeah I just it's just for I just hope like everyone just has that you know a different mindset towards it because I know a lot of people don't usually think of it and they don't expect it you know even but just know that once you get pregnant, your body is definitely going to change. Thank you, Coco. All right. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you guys next week for another episode with a brand new mommy. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. So we have come to the end of this week's episode. I hope you liked it. Don't forget to share, to like, to subscribe, to leave us ratings if you love what you hear. I am super pumped to see you next week. Have a lovely and productive week. Bye.